Hallmark movies and mysteries is either mystery or misery. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's accurate. Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan and I'm a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy and I'm no fun because you should never, ever release balloons into the sky. Like ever. In my notes too. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Today we're discussing Unexpected Grace, which originally aired on March 12th on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. If you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to follow us on Instagram, where we are both at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. And we'd like to invite you to come join our exclusive private Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. I'll leave a link in the show notes. There's not a ton of new Hallmark news and notes because this is our second time hitting that Hallmark train this week. Mm -hmm. But I do have some ratings information. Game of Love, which we reviewed earlier this week, was the seventh most watched cable program on Saturday night with 1.4 million viewers behind only sports. It is college basketball on college basketball on college basketball right now. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. That's good news. I'm thinking that Unexpected Grace maybe didn't do that well because the Oscars were up against it, you yes, know, I don't know how many people are watching the Oscars these days, but I'm going to say it's probably mm, more than this movie, perhaps, Indeed. or not. I don't know. I'm curious to see when that comes out. Well, actually, it is out. Hold on. Oh, tell I, me. You bring up a good point. I'm curious how many people were watching the Oscars. I have that right here. So <clears throat> the... Oscars had 18 million viewers. Wow. Which seems like a lot. It was the number one show on Sunday night, although technically it falls into a different comparison category because it that's network programming and we're talking about cable programming. Oh, you're right. Yes, yes. But again, that is where the lion's share of television viewers were on Sunday night. Unexpected Grace didn't do very well. It had about 600,000 viewers. And what I would like to do is hold out for the live plus three ratings because I think it's going to do well as people are catching up post-Oscars viewing. I hope so. And I hope that they hear this podcast and go, oh, I need to watch that movie. Yeah. We have a new movie being teased for Hallmark Movies and Mysteries starring one Miss Jody Sweeten. Oh, really? She teased that she is working on a mystery that will be out this spring. She did not name a title, but said it's based on the Jane De Silva mysteries. Jane De Silva is a character in four novels from the 90s written by K.K. Beck. I don't know anything about those. Neither do I. Zero things. <laughs> no. They are they're, – they're, they're quiet little novels, I think, but – I am excited for a Jodie Sweetin mystery franchise, and I say franchise, we don't actually know that, but often we already we know we have four books to build off of, so I think ultimately their goal is to build these out into a franchise. And spring, I'm guessing we're going to see that any time between now and May. It's got to be soon. Yeah, I would think. We already have all of our April movies announced, so let's say probably May. Hmm. Okay. And that's all I got for Hallmark News and Notes. Yay, thank you. You are welcome. 
Ready for a synopsis? I am. When lonely young Grace finds a note from a schoolgirl looking for a friend, she excitedly writes back, setting off a chain of events that ultimately changes the lives of three people. Stars Erica Durance and Michael Rady. Rady. I want to tell you that I have been in my mind all this time. We've been Michael Rady's been in 10 Hallmark movies. This is his 10th and in my mind, I have been conflating him with actor Tom Cavanaugh because I was remembering, misremembering Michael Rady in a show. And I even this morning Googled Michael Rady bowling alley show. No, no. <laughs> that show was called Ed. It starred Tom Cavanaugh. We'll do a side by side for you. Okay. They're similar. But this entire time, I was like, he was in that bowling alley show with Claire Bowen that I really like. No, he was not. I apologize. <laughs> Michael Rady. He has been in quite a bit, though, including Timeless, the rebooted Melrose Place, Unreal, Wendy's favorite movie, A New Year's Resolution on the Hallmark Channel. Woof. You know, he also played the Greek hottie in the 2005 Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, did he? I saw that he, he did. was there. I didn't, I didn't realize who he was. Yeah. Isn't that funny? He was also in the TV show Greek. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he has a pretty deep resume. He I really say. does. He does. I say Jane the Virgin was in there too. And, oh, I um, loved that show. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Also, this starred Erica Dranzai, as I said before, she plays grieving mom Noelle. She was last seen in We Need a Little Christmas, Color My World with Love, and North to Home, all in 2022. Plus, she was in Lifetime's Girl in the Shed, The Kidnapping of Abby Hernandez, which I watched. She played the did mom you? in that movie. <laughs> I did. Um, Don't they talk about that busy. a lot on our favorite radio show, Jeff Lewis Live? Uh, they do. They talk about the Girl in the Shed franchise yeah. because I think one of their like regular guests either directs or yes. writes or she's a stars yeah, in Lifetime director. Yeah. So um, anyway, this reminded me that you and I still need to watch North to Home because it stars Erica Durance and Kimberly Sustad. I feel like we're really missing out on that movie. I know. I need to like Google the next time that airs. Put it in my friendly app. Something. <laughs> yeah. Something. Hey, the story credit for this movie goes to Eugenia Zuckerman, who, mm -hmm. by the way, is 79 years old, and this is her first writing credit, so you guys, do not give up. Isn't that wild? I loved that. I was like, wait, and I had to take out my calculator Me and do too. some math. <laughs> she had, like, co-written a book with her sister, too, but has no film writing credits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? The teleplay is written by Mark Hefty, who has 16 writing credits, including A Dickens of a Holiday, My Christmas Family Tree, Beverly Hills Wedding. I like two out of three of those movies. <laughs> I enjoy his writing. I have to go back and watch A Dickens of the Holiday. I'm sorry. Yes, I remember the first time I watched it. I didn't really love it, but I know a lot of people did. So I, it's on my list to watch again. All opinions are valid. This is before, like, I realized how good of an actor Christopher Palaha is. So I just need to go back and, and watch well, it Well, and again. to your credit, you did call out his acting in a positive way in that movie. He was really good in this, like, oh. monologue scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. This was directed by Linda Lisa Hader. She has nine directing credits, including Five More Minutes, Right in Front of Me, and Christmas in Evergreen Bells Are Ringing. She also she also directed a Lifetime movie called Dirty Little Secrets starring Melissa Joan Hart. I haven't seen it, but it's about hoarding. And I was like, hmm, oh, that seems like something I would like to watch. Go on your watch list. 
<laughs> the picture is like the the like movie poster picture is like Melissa Joan Hart and like a daughter and in the background is just like stacks and stacks oh. of stuff inside their house. I was like, oh yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I gotta watch it. This was filmed in Vancouver and it was reported to be negative 15 degrees Celsius or about zero degrees Fahrenheit during the filming of this movie. Yeah, real cold. They had the opposite real problem. Cold. They had to make a movie filmed in winter look like it was filmed in spring. Yeah, I guess that's the problem you have when you... I, I mean, our weather is so weird right now, so they could be making... They should be making Christmas movies right now, right? you think? <laughs> Seriously. Anyway. One final thing, too. Erica Tremblay plays daughter Grace. She was... She has a uncredited role in the Tyler Hines movie Always Amore. Yeah, this is her fourth Hallmark movie. She was also in Perfect Match and Hope at Christmas. Yeah, but those... She had to be young in those movies, yeah. right? Are you ready for your first impression of this movie? Sure, and it's a simple one. This movie wrecked me. Wrecked me. Same page. Mine is, I would like an apology from Hallmark for breaking my heart. So sad. God. It was so sad. But it had a nice ending. It had a lovely ending, and I think... You know, all the perspective in the world here, you and I are the mothers of teenagers, and we both have tween and teenage daughters, and this really hit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about what, what you liked about it. I think this is a really well-done look at grief. It's kind of messy, and their behavior is imperfect, and that makes it kind of hard to watch. Not in a the acting is bad way, but in a, oh, this is making me feel things I don't really want to feel watching a Hallmark mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. This wasn't very escapist in many ways. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I think they did a nice job tackling grief in a lot of forms. Well, you know what? To your point, there was a Christmas movie. It was called Our Italian Christmas Memories during the Christmas time. I don't think you saw it. It I was didn't. on h m It was definitely not an escapist movie. It was about uh, the father of the family had dementia or mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, and it was so heartbreaking. And I got to say, I like the... Like, I like realistic movies. I know yeah. people want to watch, like, movies and TV to, like, run away from their real lives. But I, I'm i okay with a sprinkling of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So this movie was really like that for me, too. I, I overall really enjoyed the story. Mm-hmm. And I was happy that these two families could come together in the wake of grief. Yes. I think... In this movie, the casting was spot on for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I cannot think of another Hallmark acting pair that I would have rather have playing these roles. I think Erica Tremblay, it's not Erica Tremblay, excuse me. Erica Durance is the perfect grieving mother in this movie. And Michael Rady plays the single father role. I just think their roles are cast so well. The chemistry the two have together, it just works. I agree. I thought they were excellent in these roles, especially Michael Brady. I thought was, I just thought he was so good. I was like, I want him more on Hallmark Channel. Yeah, he's he's busy doing a lot of other stuff, but I'm like, can we get him in a movie more than like once every three years? Right. I liked him, and I want to say shout out to Erica Tremblay too, who who 
nailed the annoyed teenager. Yeah. (laughs) I know she's like 13 or 14, but like she nailed it. I was like, oh man, I've seen this face. I've heard these reactions in my own house from my own teenager. She, She did a great job. I think so too. Speaking of Michael Rady, I really liked the arc that they gave single dad Jack in this movie. You know, he started off, his daughter's having a hard time making friends and he's like, oh, just be nice to people. And I, I can totally remember. I could totally see my parents saying that. Like, well, just be nice and you'll make friends. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. That's not good advice, dad. And she's struggling in school. And he's like, oh, just try harder. And I kind of remember feeling like, you need to step up. Like, she needs you. And then he does. And he shows up and talks to their teacher and tries to figure out how to make it better. And I think we see he's figuring it out, too. He's doing it on his own. That's what I wrote. I really enjoyed the character of Jack because he didn't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. He was like learning how to be a widow. He was learning how to date again, learning how to connect with this teenager. And like, it was just nice to watch somebody on TV who didn't have the whole parenting game down. Yeah. Like I hear what you're saying about like, yes, he needed to step it up and he does which is great, but, like, it's nice to see, like, a realistic view of parenting. Yeah, he needed he needed to be struggling. He was still figuring out life on his own. And I kind of, like, it all comes together towards the end when Noel, I don't know why I said it like that, Noel offers to have Grace stay with her when mm. he goes off to Portland and he goes real, like, daddy bear in that moment. She's like, she stays with me. Like, he, he knows that he can do it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Hey, I got to say, I love the vulnerability that David Attar, he played grieving dad Brian. Mm-hmm. When he comes out to the cabin and he's just like, I miss her. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And what I really enjoy, too, is that we didn't have a movie where two exes hated each other. Like, it was just their circumstances. They had this daughter that died, and their marriage suffered because of that. A lot like what we've been talking about on the way home. Yes. But you didn't have, like, these two people who were, like, there was intention between them. It just was, like, this is where we're at, and it sucks. Like, their story is over, but they're still on the same team. Mm-hmm. And then that makes way for, like, it easier for her to get together with Jack. We weren't like, oh, she's cheating on her husband. You know, like, what we've been critical about, like, lately with some yeah, of the Hallmark and movies. she says, I don't regret my time with you. Like, we had something oh. really special. It just oh. forever. That's a really beautiful look at marriage. Like, the marriage didn't fail. It just didn't last an entire lifetime. That is the scene where they are in the kitchen and she thanks him for giving her Tony. And I was just like, OMG, I am a mess. It was so good. Yeah. So good. Anything else you liked? That's it. Okay. Let's move on to what did you wish for? Well, you already said it. My one wish is no balloon release. Sorry. Yeah, well, in... In the did you see that, like at the end, it sounds like they dub in a voiceover about biodegradable balloons. Oh, did friend, you, I did, did you... some Googling. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah, tell me because I did too. <laughs> <laughs> well, biodegradable balloons are not really a real thing. Like there was a study in 1989 paid for by the balloon industry <laughs> that ultimately came out and said like pieces of balloons that pop are as biodegradable as an oak leaf in six months. And then there's all these other groups that came out 
And we're like, well, actually, first of all, they could never replicate that information. Second of all, even if that were true, an oak leaf does not pose a danger risk, a safety risk to an animal on the ground that's going to eat it and choke on it while a slowly biodegrading balloon will. Mm-hmm. And most balloons are not 100% latex. They got all these other stuff in them. Anyway, Chemicals. Yeah. And yeah. All- and they usually have a ribbon attached to it. Yes. Great point. Also dangerous so, for animals. Yes. Yeah, so, yes, there's not really a safe balloon release. I'm so sorry. I know people think they're lovely. They're they're not good for the environment. Yeah. I cringe every time me I see too. somebody doing that on TV. I was like, me, don't do that. Well, and it made me mad because I was like, this lovely thing, like this girl releasing this note to be found by someone in the future, I, it made me like, oh, I don't like this part of it. Mm-hmm. It made me mad that I had to dislike that. Yes, I 100% agree. Now, let me tell you, when I was in elementary school, uh, second or third grade, we did something like this. We tied like it was like to find a pen pal and you released it into the yeah, the balloon that kind of almost Does that sounds sound... familiar and i remember it being so awesome and every time i see a balloon like in the bushes as a adult now i always wonder is there a note attached to yeah. that but you know there's usually not but anyway just don't do that guys just don't do it okay here is something i wish for okay. um I wish I would have had a heads up on how Jack's wife died. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, it's probably personal to me. No, it's not that. Like, as a breast cancer survivor myself with a teenage daughter, all of it hits a little close to home. Yeah. I don't like to be blindsided by cancer storylines. And this is on nobody's radar who's never had cancer. You know what I mean? Sure. There, I will tell you there are tons and tons of articles and lists on the internet. It says skip these movies if you've, you know, are dealing with breast cancer and you don't want to see like a breast cancer storyline. Yeah. So I just wish I could have had a little bit of a heads up, but it would have been it was fine. It was fine. It just was oh, oh uh, for me. Yeah, I don't think um that it's well, to put it another way, I think it might be a nice thing to consider in media going forward, just throwing a trigger warning on there. Like books are starting to do that a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, just really quick. I mean, we get it for some extreme things. Like we'll get it for like sexual violence or depictions of self-harm. But maybe just these are the things that m- might be make this movie not for you. Mm-hmm. Just real quick on screen. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine, like... I well, know. The uh, Hallmark crowd's going to come for us. Uh, they would just be like, uh, they're so woke. Even though that's a terrible, like, uh, description. But you know what I mean. I do. Okay. What else I wish for mm-hmm. is that Noelle, she needed to be straight up honest with Grace from Go that tony had passed like the whole like communication between the two of them and grace like not realizing that she wasn't communicating with another teenager was unfair i thought i did love how noelle's co-worker was like nope you need to fix this right now though she she didn't really not in that like when she was writing that email that he was like nope you need to write it now it still wasn't actually very clear 
Right. She tries to end the relationship without giving her all of the information. Yes, exactly. I was like, that's mean. Poor Grace is being catfished. Oh, no. I I thought about this a lot, too. And I I agree with you. I wish Grace had all of the information because I hate being in the dark. I hate finding out that other people knew things that I didn't know and they knew that I didn't know them. And even though there was no harm meant in this interaction, I think she was maybe trying to protect Grace as much as she was trying to keep herself from having to say those things out loud. I think part of it speaks a little bit to the messiness of this whole thing. Like no one's behavior in this was perfect. But yeah, I didn't like Grace kind of being in the dark that whole time. Yeah. That's all I had. I That's all I wished for. What about, did you see that? Okay. I have a couple. Okay. Let's hear it. Now you would only know this if you watch, I'm not saying you, I'm saying to the listener, if you watched both movies this week, two movies with a character named Audrey. Oh. We had we had Jack's like potential dating lady. Uh-huh. Her name was Audrey in this movie. And then um Audrey was the main character in Game of Love. That's a funny lineup. Mm. Another scene when they were the weather was not helping them when they were trying to get the bubbles to go across the <laughs> lake and they were like blowing and the opposite blowing way. <laughs> I was like, what can you do though? Like it, it goes just down is what it is. Lake. I know, but I just blowing. I saw a photo though, like of a uh pulled back scene and it was just snow oh. cover, snow, snow, <laughs> snow everywhere. So they're like, still... make it work, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and finally for me, when Grace is trying out for the basketball team, yeah, and She's just throwing brick after brick after brick. <laughs> and then the dad, no, Jack, you don't stand up and be like, I'll give you 40 bucks if you can, like, whatever. Like, I would, no, my daughter would kill me. Right. Who plays basketball. She would. Ground to swallow her whole. Totally. But then, like, Grace is supposed to be, like, this awesome defender. And no, that's not how you play defense in basketball. It was not great. She's like, <laughs> smacks it out of their hand. It was not great. <laughs> Girl, you got to put your hands up. Got to put yeah. them out wide. <laughs> anyway, that's all. That's all I got. I love it. All right. Let's rate Unexpected Grace. You go first. I gave it 4.5 stars. Wow. It was half a star for the terrible cheesy jokes that I get were part of their characterization, but woof. I liked those jokes. <laughs> I, you know what? I had forgotten all about him until you just brought him up right now when he was like, Chardonnay? No, my name's Jack. Yeah, I I loved it. I love a good dad joke like that. Wow, I'm surprised with the four and a half stars. I gave it four stars. I thought it was a solid, good, watchable, great movie. There was nothing I didn't really like about it. So maybe four stars is too low. I don't know. I, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I loved this movie. I thought it was great. And then let me see. Why was it on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries? This should have been on the main channel. Well, I was reading a review that said Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is either mystery or misery. (laughs) 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 So I think that's accurate. Uh, That's funny. That's funny. We have another two movie week next week. And it's it's a big hitter. We've got Tyler Hines, a picture of her. And The Cases of Mystery Lane, starring Paul Campbell. 
Big week coming up, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you like these episodes, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Hop into your Apple Podcast app and leave us a rating and a review. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.